Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the fashions. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The friendships. Nick's kind of guy you can trust. Kind of guy you can drink beer with. Kind of guy who doesn't mind if you puke in his car. And the one-hit wonders. They call themselves Nana. And their hit song, 99 Red Balloons. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, Spearsy, what's going on? Just having some breakfast. Dude, are you drinking? It's a red eye. What's in a red eye? Uh, egg, Tabasco, low and brow. Dude, that sounds disgusting. Beers for breakfast, my friend. Drink or be gone. Oh, God, I hate you. Are you ready for today's show, though? I can't wait for today's show. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. What's the topic again? It's all about the hot new music of the summer. Ah, oh, finally! We're talking about the new Weezer album, new Santo Gold album. Uh, no. Oh, we're talking about the new uh, Jacob Dylan, new Martha Wainwright? Who? Dude, what are we talking about then? Are you kidding me? Journey, Cindy Lauper, R.E.M. Oh, God, this is going to be a long day. Everybody here comes from somewhere. Just as soon forget In disguise At the summer camp where you volunteer Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And with me, he's not only my drinking buddy, but also my AA sponsor, Mr. Sean Daly. The thought of your red eye terrifies me. It should terrify you. Because <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> low, bro. <laughs> I can taste it. Hey, today we're going to talk about the uh, the hot new albums. The... <laughs> it's not Sorry, funny. Hot new albums. These are great albums from bands that we love from the 80s. There's a slew of them out you there. You love. I love some of them. I hate a lot of them. You really hate them? A couple of them I can't stand. A couple of them I can't stand, I'll admit. Really? Yeah. It's going to be a contentious show. So we're going to find out, do Sean and Steve hate the same albums? I can tell you right now, No. 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 Have you heard the new Weezer album, by the way? No. You should spend the night with me listening to new music. Listen, Hotshot, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't care for you or for the putrid sludge you're trowling out. Yeah, because you, you were right dead on with your call about how Amy Winehouse was going to become a great star. Uh, uh, dude, she's a mess, but she's a huge star. God. What are you talking about? She sold a million albums? She's winning Grammys? She's, she sold a million albums because she's a mess. And Name wants- one Amy Winehouse song. Rehab. Damn it. <laughs> When anybody asks me a question, I just spit out the word rehab. You know what I love is that when you're stuck in the 80s, readers come to my blog. It's almost like they're cheating on you, and they thank me for introducing new music to them. That would explain why I get Marissa, Tony, Ann, they come over. They're like, thank you. But then they say, but don't tell Steve I was here. They're cheating on you, baby. The blog blog stats just bear that out completely, (laughs) don't they? Stats. God. Anyway, without further ado, I want to talk about the number one, uh, probably most anticipated album of the season. Came out uh, back in the spring, March, the end of March. I speak, of course, of REM's Accelerate. It's an experience, Uh, 
yes, our pick for this uh, album, Supernatural, Super Serious, the first cut from the album. You like it, Shanzi? Look at you grinning. Let me tell you my three most hated bands. Are you ready? Number one, uh, The Doors. I... Number two, Spandau Ballet. That's not cool. That's not cool. Why you guys? Why you gotta do that every time? Why don't you play a boogada boogada boogada? <laughs> and my third most hated band, REM. Why? Because Michael Stipe is a squirmy little homunculus with dumb blue paint on his face, speaking gibberish. Oni matsuela, prita, prita. I don't connect with Michael Stipe. I never have. Yeah, in college, I shouted out Leonard Bernstein. At the bars. I did all that crap. I don't know. I don't feel it. I've never liked R.E.M. Not even the early stuff. I mean, Life's Rich Pageant. That was a great album. Koyahuga. What'd you say? Koyahuga, man. It's a great song. You're an idiot. I want to slap you. I just want to slap your fat face. (laughs) I don't like R.E.M. I don't. And now as a music critic, have you ever had to cover them? Uh, I've never seen them live, but I've had to write about their albums before. Did you give them good reviews? I don't think so. I try to avoid it. I usually have somebody else write about him. I don't yeah. like R.E.M. Now, when you had I did it, not connect to, to Michael Stipe. Did you review this album? I did not. Who did you give it to to review? Instead of your pal Spearsy. I don't remember. Maybe Stephanie Hayes? Yeah, Stephanie Hayes. <laughs> why, are you, why are you grinning like that? that a, why would you do that? Why would you did not she like the album? Did Hayes yeah, she like did it? she did like the album. She was afraid of all the R.E.M. freaks out there attacking her. No, it's a good album. People like it. It sold, over it sold seven copies. Over 300,000 copies worldwide so far. In the, what, 300,000 copies in the first week worldwide. Uh, who cares? You want to back up your hatred, use a couple facts in the process. Our readers will be amazed. What facts? You know what? I put that album on. I actually had, I put the album on in my house, and like, it, it was like a parody album, an REM parody. It was instantly forgettable. Oh, you couldn't be more wrong. Can we get to an album that we actually both appreciate? Sure. Then let's try a little Brian Adams. Yeah! I thought I'd seen everything till I saw you. I thought I'd been everywhere till I'd been with you. I thought that I love that song. I thought I'd seen everything till I saw you, Spearsy. Do you sing everything like a hair metal artist? Yeah, I do. I like this. I reviewed this album. I gave it a B-. This is Brian Adams' album 11. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. I don't know why I'm shouting. I'm back to shouting again. I know. Today. I just had to turn down the knobs. <laughs> Give me a headache. I love it when you turn the knobs. Yeah, but you do. This you is what I said about the album in my incredibly popular Sunday column. Much like Colonel Sanders or my infant daughter, Adams loves his formula. All the Adamsness is there. Jangly guitars, arena-sized drums, shout-out anthems, dopey sentiment. The good stuff comes early, and he runs out of catchy too soon. But you'll get nice and lost for a while. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I, 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 get, I, I, don't, I don't really like you comparing uh, Brian Adams to fried chicken, but 
You like everything compared to fried chicken. I hate fried chicken. Yeah, all right, Mr. Produce. I don't, yeah. I like, uh, actually, this album, the, the first couple songs are quite good. It's top heavy. It is. Much like us. <laughs> I'd say I'm like, I'm like a weeble. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing top heavy about me. You're top heavy, but no, I am. I, I'm I'm a big dude, but I have no ass. You know, have you ever noticed that? Have you ever looked at my ass? I can say with complete confidence, <laughs> no. Yeah, you have. No, you checked out my ass. I bet it's as hairless as the rest of your body. Oh, I have not a yeah, not a strand of hair on my ass. Jeez. None. It's Unbelievable. Smooth. Let me tell you something about. Uh, I thought I'd seen everything. Actually, uh, co-written and co-produced uh, with Mutt Lang. We love Mutt Lang. We do. Hey, did you ever see the movie? Uh, speaking of Mutt Lang, I just saw this the other night. There's a, a VH1 movie about Def Leppard called Hysteria. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. You know who plays Mutt Lang? Who? Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> really? I'm not kidding. They put like a wig on him with long hair. Oh, God. And he gets out there. And that's, that's the first time I'd ever seen a representation of Mutt Lang. So I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, Mutt Lang just freaked uh, out. cheated on Shania Twain. She kicked him out. So they say. Yeah, I like but Mutt think- Lang, of course, produced uh, ACDC's Back in Black. He did. Produced some of the great Def Leppard. It's that Mutt Lang, that sonic yeah. boom he's yeah. got. He's got the touch. He actually wrote a song, I believe, for Shania Twain that was called uh, I Thought I'd Seen Everything. But it's not the same song, they say. Completely different lyrics, but they both have the same name. I wonder what's going to happen with her. She hasn't had that in a while. She's kind of a recluse. And he is, too. Wouldn't it be great to have him on the show? Yes, I mean I wouldn't even great. know. What he to doesn't say. talk. He I just doesn't talk to anybody. I know, but if we could, I mean, It'd if we can talk to anybody, cat. why not us? Anyway, Brian Adams. This is a uh, first album in a while. He uh, wrote it mainly in hotel rooms across Europe. During oh, that's his, very uh, romantic. During his uh, last uh, concert uh, tour, and uh, I wrote about it on the blog, on the Stuckinese blog. I said it's a clean retro feel, totally devoid of today's electronic influenza. That's pretty Which good. Which I think is much better than Elect- Colonel Sanders' reference. Electronic influenza. Yeah. That's not bad, Spears. You're learning from me. Yep, I'm getting better. What's your favorite Brian Adams song? Of all time? Yeah. God, you know... Um, it's our, don't, we, don't we share our, our, the favorite song? What's your favorite song? One Night Love Affair. Uh, from Real Genius. I can't help it. I can't quit it. I can't quit uh, circa 1984, Brian Adams. He's good. But I'm glad to see him back. If he rolls through Florida, I'm not sure he is. I think he might be. But if he rolls through Florida, I'll be there. You'll be there. I will totally be there. I'll be your plus one. Aw. That's nice. That is nice. We're getting along now. Yeah. It's going to end, though, because I'm going to play a little song off an album that Sean loves and holds dear and that I hate with with the heat of a thousand suns. I give you... Four minutes from Madonna's Hard Candy. I like it. I like it. You like this album or you like that song? When I'm walking, when I go on my power walks. Yeah. (laughs) I love when that comes on. When I I go on my power snacks, nothing makes makes me more nauseous than listening. This is the worst album Madonna has ever done, period. End of story. The worst album she's ever done? Yep. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. God, there's got to be. 
Didn't she do that dumb Dick Tracy album? I'd rather listen to that. I'd rather listen to that for a straight movie. You don't like any sort of, like... You know, it's the bizarre thing about you, too, is that the 80s was chock full of this electro bullshit, and yet now when they do it, you, you loved it back then, but now you hate it now. No, it's not even remotely the same. What was electro... What was, there was Electronica was in the 80s, but it was, it was more original. It wasn't the same producer throwing uh, the listen, same I'll be, I'll be honest. Over and over the again. Timberland, who produced Four Minutes... He needs to go away. ...with Justin Timberlake, he's done. He's out of ideas. Just like Pharrell Williams with the Neptunes. He's actually coming back with some fresh stuff, but he was kind of out of ideas. But I don't know. This one I kind of like. Something about it. You I know, like the sentiment of they got four minutes to save the world. You know? I, it was, that song meant something? You I see, have no Steve, idea. with me, that's kind of like my philosophy, Steve. Yeah, whatever. Is I just, you know, kind of give in to the, the, the rhythms of the dance floor. Your philosophy. Who knows what'll happen tomorrow, Steve? Live for the moment. Oh, a bullshit artist. <sighs> Your only philosophy is free cheese on the chili down in the company cafeteria. Let's see what I said about Madonna. Madonna purrs out every dumb give-it-to-me cliche, and we all dance naked. If all that sounds a little desperate, a little forced, and a lot of fun, well, it is. How you deal with the morning after guilt is up to you. Yeah, D- yeah. I, I, I noticed some key words there. Guilt, dumb, and naked, too. But come on, give, give it to me. I also give it to me. I mean, come uh, I on. Dig it. I dig that song. It gets it's me moving. Awful. But see, here's what you're thinking. But I mean, it's a situational song. If you're like, if you're like working out, or if you're on the dance floor, you're gonna love hearing that. I swear, it's gonna kill on the dance floor. I'm I'm 40 years old. I don't go to dance floors. Where do you go? I, I go to pubs. Yeah, <laughs> pubs, pubs. Where you live? London. <laughs> I, I go to bars. You don't go to pubs. I go to bar. I, nobody my age goes to a dance You know what club. you do? You know what you do, Spears? You sit at home on your goddamn computer. And you talk to 50 women a night. Yeah. Oh, I had this one over here. Oh, yeah, baby. Not true. How are you doing? Erroneous. Tonight? It is not erroneous. Erroneous. I, here's my thing with Madonna, and we're going we're gonna to revisit this momentarily with Cyndi Lauper. Icons in the 80s. And they, they put out a really original type of music then. Now they're just cranking out the same crap that, pl- that plays in every, you know. I'm not defending club. the entire album, but I am defending Four Minutes. I like that. Yeah, I, you know, that's why we're playing that one song, because God knows I'd kill myself if we had to play any more. Candy of it. Shop's not My bad. Whole point is Did that, you like you know, Candy Shop? No. Sticky and sweet. I know, it's like. I mean. That was Pharrell. Pharrell does Candy Shop. That's a good song. You go back to the lamest 80s bands there ever were, and they put out better stuff. They put out better stuff than Madonna and Cyndi Lauper are putting out today. And since we brought up her name, let's go ahead and launch into it because I got the bios at the proper level. I give you Set Your Heart by Cyndi Lauper. Pure 70s disco cheese. And you know what, Spears? I love it. Why? Here's the deal. This is Cindy's thank you to her core fan base. She has a huge gay following, a huge dance club rave following. And this is her thank you album. And so she puts out a fun dance album. Uh, It's not fun. It's not for you to listen to at home by yourself while you're fingering your belly button, for Christ's sakes. (laughs) 
hate that rock and roll rubbish. Well, I'm afraid it's here to stay, Howie. This is off the album uh, Bring It to the Brink. It just came out uh, end of May. I bought it. I was there the day it came out in the stores. I was right there to get it. Very excited about it. I put it in. Total disappointment. Total disappointment. What were you hoping for? I I was hoping for some more pop. I don't want more dance music. I, I have no need for dance music in my life. If I want dance music, I'll go back and listen to New Order from the 80s or something like that. I don't need... New Order? Jeez, that's a great dance party yes, at your house. I know. We put out cigarettes in each other's face and the whole nine <laughs> yards. My, my whole point is, it's, it, sounds like this is like she, it sounds like this is her guest bit on the love boat. I don't even know what you that know? means. Oh, God. Well, you know, I, I think it's a thank you to fans. She's allowed to do this. She's earned the right to do this album. I love this show. Mean? I love this what does show. That even mean? I wish we were in the same room and you couldn't hide in your damn recording Whatever. booth over there. So, sometimes you're just you're just a uh, caricature again, of a music is, critic. And this is, what, this is what you're doing again. You're doing it again. It's a retro album. You're all about retro stuff, and then you hate it. You don't make any sense. Well, Rod Stewart comes out and starts doing. Uh, I hate that collections of crap. standards. That's retro. I hate that. I hate that. It's, it's, I'm retro '80s. Hey, you know, bottom line, there's a reason disco died such a quick death. Nobody likes it. That's but that's wrong too. Disco's incredibly popular these days. Dance uh, music's incredibly popular among like the 20 year old uh, Red Bull freebasing. You know uh, what? We gotta tell people that people get upset when you and I fight. It's like seeing their parents fight. It's better than seeing <laughs> us have sex, I guess. <laughs> Okay. Hey, let's 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 see if we can soothe what? it over. Let's let's get some therapy here. I know just the band to do it because I know how much Sean loves the hair metal. How about a little song from the Sparkle Lounge by Def Leppard? So what do you think of this? I'm curious what you think about this. This song? This is Come On, Come On from uh, Songs from the Sparkle Lounge. I've, I've had this album now for about a month. I've been listening to it. I like this song. This is, this is retro 80s Def Leppard. I like this. You know what? I'll, you could, I'll give you, you this. You could have picked this album up in 1986, and you wouldn't know. That's what I like about it. I'm going to give it their, their money in the bank. When you buy a Def Leppard album, you know what you're going to get. Right, exactly. It's kind of like the Brian Adams album. Or the Toyota. It's, not great. it's totally forgettable. Totally forgettable album. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it is. What's wrong with it? No, but I'm just saying that whatever. I mean, it's not going to hang with you, but it's fine. People who buy that album, that's what they want. That's what they want to get. Well, that, is that such a bad thing? No, I'm not fighting with you here. I'm not fighting. I'm just saying that's that's. It's okay. I I gave this album a little grief when I first heard it was coming out. I thought the name was kind of uh, pansyish. Is I there guess. a story behind that? Yeah. Um, in an interview on Rockline Radio, Joe Elliott and Vivian Campbell said that the uh, title comes from um, Sparkle Lounge is what they call the area backstage where they get together and work on songs when they're on tour. They say it's um, the area where you set up like a little tiny drum kit, a little uh, some mini amps, a tape recorder, and put some sparkly lights up, and that becomes the Sparkle Lounge. So that's, that's how they came up with the name of it. And then they said, look, unless someone comes up with a better na- name for it, we're going to stick with that. Obviously, nobody did. So we have songs from the Sparkle Lounge. I wonder what Def Leppard called the area beneath the stage back in the 80s where they'd seduce young fans. Uh, that was a different kind of lounge. The one, the one we cannot speak of on the show. Yeah. Let's take a break from the hatred here for a second. 
and uh, do a little reader mailbag. Hey, Sean's got a letter this week from Miguel in Portugal that he's dying to read. I'm going to say this is the best letter we've ever had on reader mailbag. That's You've right. read it too. You, you you dig it. That's heady praise. I know. I know. It's not heady. It's headly. Hi, guys. There's just one reason and one reason only I'm writing you. The Funyuns. I have some hope of having those things in my hand here in Lisbon. You have to make your boss understand that it can be a beautiful and epic journey for the Funyuns. Centuries ago, Christopher Columbus, although working for the Spanish, departed from Lisbon to discover America. Now, how amazing would it be that centuries later, a bag of Funyuns could make the journey back? I don't think that's what Columbus had in mind, but... We Europeans discovered the land that you all live in, so it's just fair that as payback, you send us something that Columbus wasn't able to give the Spanish queen. The Funyuns! God, it's almost poetic. A poetic journey for a bag of Funyuns. Just imagine how Funyun it would be for the bag to make this beautiful trip across the Atlantic, to end up being eaten by this guy with a foreign accent while watching football on TV. And by football, I mean the real football played with the foot and a ball, not the thing that you guys call football played with the hands and with a melon. (laughs) Just fulfill the Funyun dream, folks, a trip to Europe and to be eaten by a foreign guy. Isn't that the dream of so many American girls? So let the Funyuns expand their horizons. Learn about other cultures. Think about it. Cheers from your Portuguese buddy, Miguel Duarte. Do you think Miguel gets the whole uh, double entendre of the dream of American girls? Absolutely. That is the smartest letter we've ever had. Do you disagree? No, it's great. I love it. Miguel's the best. Miguel's the best. When you sent this letter, you forwarded this letter to me. Didn't I flip out for it? Yeah, you did. It is that Miguel. That is the very definition of brilliant. We are so hoping, Miguel, that you can find a way. I know you're still trying. Find a way to make it happen and show up in Vegas for Retro Tour, Retro Generation Tour 2008. He would. He would complete the package. Yeah, he would. He would. If Miguel goes, I go. Really? You saying it? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 If Miguel goes, I go. Wow. And but what happens if I go to Vegas? You have to babysit me, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You know that. We're going to get one of those. Vegas little... does bad things to me. Very bad things. But the great thing about Vegas now, not only are we going to see the Regeneration Tour, but Morris Day and the Time are reuniting for the original lineup for the first time in 20 years the night before our show. That's so, awesome. So we've already yeah, got tickets that for that. That killed me when I saw that, too. I don't know if uh. I'd go to the Regeneration Tour, whatever. But uh, <laughs> look at that look on your face. But the, the, the time show, my God, put me front row center. I'll give you my t- If you go, I'll give you my ticket to the time. No, but I want to go with you. I know. No, but you and I doing the Jungle Love Shuffle? Yeah. oe Will you be my Jerome? I will. That's nice. Hey, I understand you got another letter. Someone finally. Oh, I just wanted to thank everybody. Last week on last week's show, we, I, I was curious about the difference between a MILF and a cougar. You would think that maybe somebody like me would understand the difference, but I didn't. So we had a lot of people uh, email us to try to explain the difference. I'll just read one of them here. It's from our buddy Craig Contardi. And Craig Contardi says, The MILF versus cougar distinction can be defined by what MILF is short for. If the woman is a mom, but still has it going on to the point of inducing lust, she's a MILF, regardless of age. A cougar, in my opinion, is any woman who pursues men 20 years or more her junior. Nice. That's good. Well said, Craig Contardi. So the forever fiancé, then, would be a MILF. 
<laughs> Look at that lascivious grin on your face. You keep your hands off my fur fiance. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Ugh, I'm just numb to that stupid title now. You're just numb in general, my friend. <laughs> hey, it's a segment where we play a clip of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it, those bags of Funyuns autographed can be yours. Anyway, here was last week's mystery clip. She's gone from suck to blow. Oh, Mr. Sondelli. That was Mel Brooks' Spaceballs. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that was his last great movie? I don't know if it's great or not. Last the thing movie? is about Spaceballs is that when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, that kind of sucked compared to his classics. But now, compared to the stuff that followed, Robin Hood, that thing's like an Oscar winner. Yeah, right? no kidding. No kidding. Anyway, lots of winners. Lots of winners. Uh, nobody got this one wrong. Uh, winners include Rock Fields, which is a great name. Rock Fields? That's badass. I know, man. That, uh, that might uh, supplant uh, Dag Shields as uh, <laughs> our number one uh, name for listeners. Did Dag get the um, Funyuns? He's, he's not yet responded. Really? I think the whole thing where I challenged the whole thing that his girlfriend hasn't sent the photo, I think I may have upset him. That's a little suspect. We'll see. Dan Vay, J.J. Tabor, Thelma Graybill, Mike Metcalf, call hey, sign Viper. Hey, Metcalf. Uh, Felicia Spencer, Ian Bittner, Larry Ziegler, Rowan. How uh, many of those names did you just botch? They're all perfectly pronounced. Rob Oliver, Carlos Hernandez, Matthew Leshine, and Annabelle Rodriguez. Oh, nice. Very hot, nice. Very hot. Some of you will be getting... Uh, I'm, I'm going to send the... the uh, I'm gonna send him to Rockfields. Hell yeah! With a name like that, he needs he needs a little bit of uh, that's like Brock Landers. Yeah, I love Brock Landers. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's mystery movie clip. Don't know what she sees in him. She must be into fungus. Very mysterious, and I think I'm gonna be giving you away far less funyuns this week. Anyway, if you think you know the answer, email me at stuckinetis at tampabay.com, and then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, uh, it must be time for Name That 80s Tune. Hey, it's the signature event here. It's Stuck in the 80s Land. This is where we play a snippet of a song from the 80s, and if you can name the artist and the song, again, snack food galore for you, unless you live overseas, in which case you're kind of screwed. Sorry. Anyway, pay like attention. Miguel, so Miguel's not getting his no, onions? Miguel's, really? Despite yeah. that brilliant letter? You are not allowed to send food products uh, overseas. Uh... Sorry. Too bad. Anyway, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. This wasn't a mystery at all. This is obviously Human by the Human League. I'm only human, a flesh and blood I'm made. Human, born to make mistakes. And the Human League is the uh, headliner act at the Regeneration Tour. <laughs> Woo! Shut up. Do you call them the league? No, I call them the HL. <laughs> I call them whatever I want to call them. Anyway, some of the winners this week include Mark Carrier of Ottawa, Greg Blouch, Mike Tarter, Paul Lane. This is going to take forever. i got so many names here. Just keep reading. Jonathan Bowering, Christine in Milwaukee. You remember Christine. Leslie Jakovic, 
Matthew Salami, or I know it's not Salami, but I can't help well, it. Well, you, you know what? This guy grows up with a last name like that, and there's a lot of pain. He 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 writes into this show because he feels like he's finally part of a team, a family that loves him, and you and you make fun of his last name. Okay, I'll take you back. Not only does Matthew get the uh, Funyuns this week, but I'll pronounce his name correctly: Matthew Salmi. See, there you go. There you go. Thank Feel better. You. Yes, Joe Bellinger and Sean Mulcahy from London, who writes. Dear Steve, if I'm correct and I win a bag of Funyuns, I don't think you can export food stuff, which is true. So give them to Sean because he seems to like them. Ah, that's nice. Thank you, Sean Mulcahy. So you get a snack today. You get uh, Sean's bag of Funyuns. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's mystery tune. I promise this week it was not a band that's in the Regeneration Tour. Just for Seanzy. <laughs> Jerk. Anyway, if you think you know the name and the artist, email me at stuckin80s at tempbay.com. Because as always, it is my pleasure to call you... Teenage Mutant Ninja Wiener Dogs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Wiener Dogs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Wiener Dogs. Heroes with the short legs. Doggy power. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at TampaBay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at TampaBay.com. All right, we're back. Commence the fighting. Commence the fighting. You're going down, Spears. Four albums to go. Four albums to go. What remains in Steve's vault of music? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, plenty of distress for Sean. I don't want to be in the vault. No, Sean, just go a little further. Clank, he locked me up. Let me out of the vault! It smells like feet! Anyway, I give you uh, one of my favorite songs from the spring. This is Love in the Year 3000 from the B-52s. Tentative tentacles are grabbing me. We're making space. Love in zero gravity. Take your time. Time has stopped. Spiral on out to infinity You know, I reviewed this album for the St. Petersburg Times, and I have no recollection of doing so. Really? I borrowed the album from you. I wrote it up immediately. Yeah, that's a little suspect, though, Spearsy, because you review these albums after listening to them for like 20 minutes. No, Me, never. I Erroneous. Erroneous. I listen to every album at least three times before I review it, except for that piece of shit by Cindy Lauper. I think I got through that once, and that was it. See, I let an album sink in four or five times. No, you Because I'm an award-winning music <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, fun- I think the word you're looking for is erogenous. <laughs> erogenous. Not erroneous. No. Erogenous. That is the word I'm looking for. Sadly, I have found it missing in my life lately. Uh, anyway, Funplex is the CD by the B-52s, who are touring this summer with Cyndi Lauper. Oh, they, you'll uh, be backstage at that. I'll be backstage. The True Colors tour hits uh, Clearwater, I think it is June 18th. It's just a couple weeks away. It's coming up. And I'm looking forward to them playing some of the songs off this one. This is one of the better songs. I uh, I likened it to a soundtrack from a swingers club. Not that I've ever been to one. Have you been to a swingers club? No. But I'd like to. How does that work at a swingers club? I, to kind of go in there, like, and they have all those different rooms and stuff, right? I have no- I'd be very shy, I think. <laughs> Do you guys mind if I come into your room? You, you, know? you would look it's- for the cafeteria at the swingers bar. You're like, isn't there a real swingers Well, you know I got that weird food fetish thingy, too. The I kitchen. Know, you never Not re- so much food as the kitchen. 
What is that? Because I'm a big fat guy? You might have noticed I've uh, got a slight weight problem. No. Yeah, I do. But the Swingers Club would be like, you know, like a freshman in high school, like in the cafeteria, like you didn't want to sit with like weird people. <laughs> I you have issues, keep, but you love the B fifty two's Funplex. I do. This is this is totally. Uh, this is their first album since nineteen ninety two's Good Stuff, which I didn't really like that much. But this is fun. It's a fun album. It's uh, got a little bit of a modernized sound to it. Uh, some of the cuts, you know, you can really feel like, hey, it's not the eighties anymore. But it's still the same goofy, fun loving, uh, you know. Music that you, that you grew up on, and that's what I like about it. You can, you put it on, and you just have a good time. Fred Schneider's got to be about 175 by now, right? He was on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart the other night. How do you look? You look good. He's doing good. His voice sounds, sounds great. He sounds good on this album. So do uh, Kate and Cindy. Everybody sounds good. I always like Cindy. I was more of a Kate person. Really? Yeah. Oh, I always like Cindy a lot. Sorry. The whole Love Shack video. Mm. Mm, stop it. I'll tell you how much I love this song. I'll be playing this song in the... Uh, Spears Lair in Vegas. Ugh, the Spears Lair in Vegas. The Spears Lair goes on the, the on the road. Spears Lair at the Luxor. So, like, do you think at like three in the morning in Vegas in your room at the Luxor, like every you're gonna have like fifty people in there and they're all gonna be naked? It's give me the love shack all over again. Man. Tin roof, rusted. Man, I have no idea what it means. Gotta go to this thing. Find a way. You're gonna come back and have like weeks of stories. And I'm, you're going to be like, what happened to you? I'm like, uh, I found a, I found a dollar at Publix <laughs> on the ground. It was pretty crazy. Uh, you know, it could end up being a total disaster. Although it's we not. did. Look at that. Look at that wolf's grin on your face. We did find out that there's uh, polyesters, which is, I guess is a chain of nightclubs. Yeah, they have one in D.C. They have one in Vegas. And so we're going to be partying at polyesters one of those nights. If you're anywhere near And you're going to be on the dance floor. You're going to dance? I will dance. What are your dance moves like? I told you this already. I sort of, it's a spin around and pretend like I'm putting out a cigarette move. Come on, you've seen it. Oh, you spin? It's a sort of a spin. Is it a wobbly spin? It will be that night. I forget. I'm, I'm glad I'm not going to Vegas now. That's fine because you and I do not share the same taste in music. I can't imagine we share the same taste in uh, Vegas destinations either. But uh, without further ado, I want to move on to this list, if you don't mind. Uh, we've covered uh, some of my favorite bands. Time to cover one of your favorite bands. So I give you Tell Your Vision from Night Ranger. Not great Night Ranger. Not maybe not even good Night Ranger, but I love Jack Blades. He's a friend of the show. Definitely. Jack Blades. Yeah. Bladesy. And uh, you know, it's a ferocious guitar assault, Steve. I think that they I wanna say they played a song off of This is Hole in the Sun, the album Hole in the Sun. Just came out uh about a month or two ago. It had already been released in Japan, I think. Because they're huge in Japan, Night Ranger. They toured, they began their tour, their world tour here in Clearwater. They played a show where they opened for Dennis DeYoung. And I saw them, I know they played a song off this album. And I think it might have been Tell Your Vision. I'm not How sure. How were they? Were they good? They were great. If anyone ever gets a chance to see Night Ranger in concert, even if you're just like a casual fan, do it. They're one of those bands you got to see. I saw them at uh, the Pork Fest or whatever it's called. Down, pork like, Fest? No, some sort of summer music festival. Are we talking about the Swingers Club again? downtown St. Pete. And they were great. They were great. I love it. They're the kind of band like Eddie Money. We joke about this all the time. 
where uh, they they intro each song with like a cheesy ham-handed line, like I'd like to tell you guys a secret of my success, you know? <laughs> or yeah, uh, my sister's in the crowd. Her name's Christian. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that. Stuff. They did, and they did do that. They have this really long intro for a secret of my success. Oh, it's too bright out here. Maybe I should close my eyes. <laughs> Eddie Money was actually just here. I know he's always he here. He's just here for Taste of Pinellas. I'm sure he was just like, wow, it's awful hot out here. Could somebody bring me some water? <laughs> Woohoo, what's going on? Because I'm shaking. <laughs> Very nice. Anyway, uh, this uh, is a 12 cut CD. I got to admit, it does not sound like the uh, Night Ranger you used to. No, it's it's not it's not great. It's, it's not their strongest work, it's, but it's good to have the boys back. It, but if you really like the rock, if you like the early Night Ranger before they kind of got a little, you know, pop rockish, you might like this because it's more like head banging, fist thrumping, you know, kind of it's just it's a more of an explosion CD. Casual fans, I don't think you're going to like this album. Hardcore fans, yeah. Yeah, they'll like it. I've already heard from hardcore fans, they love it. So, more power to you. Speaking of hardcore fans, there are no fans that are more hardcore for their act than Asia fans. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Asia had a new album, the first album in 25 years. You called it a masterpiece. I called it a masterpiece of prog pop. <laughs> masterpiece. No. Phoenix is the name of the album. This is my favorite song. It's called An Extraordinary Life. I love this song. I don't love the album, but I love An Extraordinary Life. Ugh. What? Ugh. You don't even like Asia. Ugh. I don't even know why I even I do it. like Asia. The smiles left your eyes. Don't cry. The first album I had on vinyl. Ugh. I don't Heat I don't of know. the moment. I do, but this is like, eh. I like this. It's the first album in 25 years with the original lineup. John Wetton, Jeff Downs, Steve Howe, Carl Palmer. Who did you meet? Uh, I hung out with Carl Palmer. Cool. The drummer. Did you hit it off with him? He's a very friendly guy. He's a great guy. I remember I asked him. I didn't know what to ask him. I was sitting there backstage with him. And, um, you know, it's like meeting Santa Claus for the first time. You know, you don't know what to say. You just kind of stare at him. And, and, and so I finally, I finally croaked out, you know, you know, what are you opening up with tonight? <laughs> He's like, hello, Stevie. There's a set list right there. And he, he, I pick up the, the set list. And I'm like, uh. What did they open with? <sighs> I swear to God, like a fifteen-minute like keyboard instrumental. No, no, they opened up with um, "Welcome." It was some Asian uh, Asia. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can be a real ass. Ah, come here, you're. I rascal. love Asia. Give me a, you know I love give you a nuggy. I, I reviewed this album. I, I gave it an okay review. I mean, I kind of said that if you like uh, prog rock, you'll like this album. I didn't call it a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, you did. You used the M word. I think I said. I think I said progressive rock fans may consider it a masterpiece. I didn't call it a masterpiece. Didn't you say it tickled your erogenous zones? <laughs> no, I said er- erroneous zones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you like Ace, you're gonna love the album, right? Yeah, I think so. It made number ten in the UK indie charts. Uh, did it really? Yeah, it did. Uh, it uh, debuted at number seventy three on the Billboard Top two hundred. Now, extraordinary life is written by John Wetton, and he wrote it after he had. Uh, Heart bypass surgery. I mean, which um, 
I don't even think the band was even thinking about doing another album. They were touring on their reunion tour and they were having a good time. And then John, you know, got sick. He had to undergo the the bypass surgery, and he was, you know, basically hospitalized for however long, or basically so, off his feet. So he sat down and he and he wrote some songs. And normally, Wetton's songs, if you're an Asia fan, I mean, Wetton is is a guy who um, has led a tortured life, especially romantically, which I can particularly empathize with. But yeah, you're really having trouble these days, Steve. Trust me, you're really struggling. Yeah, trust me. So so Wetton, if you listen to Asia lyrics. Tend to be dark, tend to be dismal, tend to be sort of like, you know, I got screwed again. Extraordinary Life is sort of like his first song after the heart bypass surgery. He's got a much more positive outlook. It's a, it's a great song. You can really feel it when you listen the to it. The point of the song was that if he bites it tomorrow, <laughs> he had a good run. I can't believe there's a newspaper in this world that employs you for your <laughs> sensitivity towards music. I'm a legend. <laughs> All right, let's get out of Asia. And we're going to close the last album. You and I don't agree on this. I'm the boo-bird. You're the, you're the, 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 the rah-rah champion of this album. People are sitting at home now wondering, what album could they have saved for last? What album just came out this week that Steve's been talking about nonstop, that he's been waiting the entire podcast to talk about? It is none other than Journey with uh, new lead singer Arnel Pineda. This, my friends, is the first single off the new album, Revelation, Never Walk Away. Loves it. You know what? The whole thing plays like a parlor trick. It plays like a parlor. It play- so it's like Rich Little on Match Game. That's what you're going to go with. Rich Little on Match. Yeah, give- the whole- give- it's creepy. It's creepy. I can't get into it. And you have given yourself to the new Journey uh, lineup. But the whole thing is he sounds so much like Steve Perry. And I don't know. It's it's weird me out, man. It's weird me out. You sound out. like Sean Daly. I don't give you grief about it. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, it's- you, know, you always, you know what? You know, when, I, when we debate these things, I try to keep it, you know, above ground. I try to keep a really nice two minds, meaning of the minds, trying to learn a little bit about you as you learn about me. And you always got to go low. You always got to go hit right well, in the old gazette. Well, here's my question. Okay, Arnel Panetta does sound like Steve Perry. A uh, Creepy. Creepy, yeah. Why is it creepy? Why do they have to get a guy who sounds like Steve Perry? If he's going to sing Journey songs, wouldn't you want him to sing like Steve Perry? But to sound exactly like him? I want him to sound as close as possible as him. It's like a weird, it's like an Elvis impersonator. Yeah? Do you want an Elvis impersonator that doesn't sound like Elvis? It wouldn't be much of an impersonator then. But I'm saying, but it's still an impersonator and there's a level of cheese and kind of... Uh, I, 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 I think it's cool that they found somebody, I mean, for lack of a better word, cool, nice, karma. Uh, you know, it's cosmic that they found somebody who happens to sing exactly like Steve Perry. I have no problem with that. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good looking kid. He's got a lot of energy. You're a good looking kid. He's going to go find He's re energizing an act that, let's face it, has kind of su- has suffered and been insignificant since Steve Perry left. It's incredibly important for you to have Journey still be vital. Because I think inside you, there's this big beating Journey heart. And I like that about you, Spearsy. You want Journey to be making a comeback. 
Because that means you too are making a comeback. Am I wrong? Yeah. I'll give you that. You're pretty smart. You're pretty intelligent. Oh, thanks. You know it. what? Thanks. Thanks for throwing me a bone. I think my headline was Journey Has Been Reborn was my headline for it. And if you listen to it, now I play, I, I brought it over to your desk the other day and I played, uh, we, we, we played Only the Young, right? Because th- let, me, let, me, let me talk for it's a second. It's remarkable how much he sounds like yeah. Steve Perry. This, that's uh, what you're looking right. for. Right. This is not a single album. This is a three disc set. I'm fondling it as we speak. I, I say that often and I don't, usually not talking about an album. This is a three disc set. It's got one CD of nothing but new songs. You can by only the buy this at Walmart. Yeah, right now. Uh, it's got one CD of re-recorded Journey classics, which is great. He hit, he hits all the same notes Perry did. I mean, it's remarkable. Yeah. But people are like, oh, if you close your eyes, or I don't want to close my eyes. And then there's a DVD in there too of them in concert, where you see where you see him play the songs, the whole nine years, the classics and the new stuff, and it's great. This is an entertaining album. Eleven dollars. $11. You were there when I bought it. What a bargain. What then, a bargain for then, me. And then we had a bucket of seafood over at Beef Brady. Yeah, we did. We See, we hang together. We do. But it's it's a great album. I loved it. I like the new song. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Raised on Radio era towards the... <laughs> hey, let me tell you something, Spears. You know what I like? I'll, I'll say one nice thing. You know what I like about that Journey album is that is Neil Sean's guitar work. He's kind of fuzzed out his guitar a bit. I like that. No, it's I a think, little rougher. Yeah, I think it sounds just as good as it always did. Anyway, Sean and I might disagree a lot about a lot of these albums. Hey, that's what we do. Sean and I, di- I disagree I a lot. I had fun. No, I, you know, you think we're fighting. I think, I think we're, we're finally, finally getting along. <laughs> uh, the great Jerry Maguire. Thank you, Cameron Crowe, once again. Go check out some of these albums on iTunes. Download some of the songs from uh, iTunes. Check them out on the, on the blog, Stuck in the 80s at Tempe.com. In the meantime, I leave you with my favorite re-recorded Journey classic featuring now not Steve Perry... But Arnel Panetta on lead vocals. While Sean and I remain here hopelessly stuck in the 80s, you just be good to yourself. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. <laughs>